When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2, where you see Chris Canty dancing. ESPNU, where you see Michelle Smallman saying she looks like who today? I kind of am giving Cam from Modern Family vibes with this shirt. Mm, okay. I like it. And <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Me, Evan so Cohen, crying about the Dame Lillard trade. You can be a you, part you of the. You can East. blame yourself. You That's can right. only blame yourself. You put for this. this on you, Evan. Yeah, you want to pull out the Udonis Haslam jersey? This is what you get. This is what happens when you touch. This is what happens when you touch the money. Oh, I know Damian Lillard's going to get traded to Miami. It could happen over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We could be watching the NFL and see it on the ticker. Breaking news. Yeah. Heads up, guys. All be those aware. different things. Yeah, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra. Of course, Damian Lillard is not going to play for anyone else. That's right. He's already let it be known. Everybody, the NBA has to send out this big memo yeah. to say that you can't do that. Your players can't restrict a team's ability to be able to operate, to be able to move them. And then look what happens. And players get what they want in the there NBA, right? They they land where see, they choose. Why are we gonna do this? Why does this have to be? What about? do you mean? You did it to yourself. Don't blame us. You did it to yourself. Well, okay, so what they're talking about, we're gonna get to it in a second. You're gonna be you can be a part of the unsportsmanlike nation <laughs> on the Dr. Pepper call in lines at eight 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 say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. So yes, Damian Lillard has been traded. He has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in a three team deal involving two title contenders, a Hall of Famer, an All-Star, and a former number one overall pick. Think about that. Dame Lillard goes to Milwaukee. He's the Hall of Famer. Yosef Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson go to the Phoenix Suns. Drew Holiday, the All-Star, is on the Blazers for now. DeAndre Ayton and obviously picks go to the Blazers. Ayton is the former number one overall pick in the draft by Phoenix. Phoenix has one player remaining on their roster from when they went to the finals a few years ago and that is Devin Booker when they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. But what are CeCe and Smalls talking about? Well, I had been keeping a Udonis Haslam Miami Heat jersey in my bag for the possibility of the moment that Dame Miller would get traded to the Miami Heat in show. And yesterday, <laughs> Pat Costello, who hates everyone and everything, did something, and I felt the need, let's take a listen and you can watch it on ESPN2 and ESPNU, uh, I felt the need to defend my team and put on the jersey. Let's take a listen. Pat hates everything yeah. about it. It's everything about everything, really. What did you hate the most today, Pat? I don't know. I'm supposed to follow that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler complaining that it costs $145 to fill his Bugatti. Please stop complaining, Jimmy you? Butler. How dare you? How dare oh, you? no, you can't fill your Bugatti, Jimmy Butler. I'm so sorry, man. I hope you have a... But, but here's, the iron, here's the irony of that, though. Jimmy Butler uh, has a... Here, here's, here's this guy. Uh, <laughs> can, can you figure out how to put it on first? No, I, I mean, can't. you got the Jimmy Butler jersey no, in the studio. the Haslam jersey. You got his Haslam jersey. Okay, talk about random jerseys that you own. But anyway... I planned on breaking this out. Oh, boy. I planned on breaking this out when Dame arrived, which I don't know if it's actually going to happen. 
But this is for Pat Costello. Get this on camera. Let's go. My Udonis Haslam jersey. How dare you ever take shots to my heat? All right. Did I jinx it? Yeah, you did. Of jinx course, it. Evan. Of course, you jinxed it. You never celebrate before the deal is done. You never celebrate until the confetti hits the floor. And by the way, I th- let it be known, everyone. He not only brought the jersey to work, he kept it in the studio within arm's reach yeah. because he was so <laughs> confident that this was going to happen at any moment that he wanted to be able to grab the jersey and throw it on so that he could celebrate. And here we are, Evan. I got my Milwaukee Bucks green on today. <laughs> so you gonna shift gears? No, that quickly, that's huh? not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That's not what I'm saying. But in all seriousness, let's let's talk about what did happen, and then you guys feel free rag on what didn't happen. But I think oh, you don't have to give us permission. <laughs> we're gonna continue to do this for the next four hours, bro. Yeah, we're gonna need a wellness check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dame's contract. So you got to give credit to the Milwaukee Bucks, right? They heard what we heard publicly is what they had heard privately. That wasn't breaking news with them with Giannis talking about, hey, I want to win now. I'm about chasing that ring. I want to do it, et cetera, et cetera. They knew that. that that's, we heard it for the first time publicly when he was talking to the New York Times and other places. And not only did they do that, they went out there and got a top 75 player of all time in Dame Lillard, the second best offensive point guard, arguably, of our lifetime behind Steph Curry in terms of just scoring points at that position. Did they give up a lot to get him? Absolutely. Drew Holiday is an awesome two-way player, which I hate the term two-way in the NBA because that is your job to play defense. It's just most guys <laughs> don't actually play defense. And I think check mark to the Bucks. I will say this. I don't know how anyone could look at the current Portland return and think it's actually better than where they could have gotten elsewhere. I think Miami would have given them more, and I think Toronto would have given them potentially more. I think other teams would have given them more. But the thing is, we have to wait to see what they do with Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday is never going to play a game for them. So let's see what he actually, what they actually get for him. There's a, the DeAndre Ayton contract. It's funny now. Everybody was ragging on the Tyler Hero deal. DeAndre Ayton contract at that position is not very good. You don't want centers making that much, and they arguably have the worst contract in the league. Which Jeremy Grant, who I like, but they signed to a max deal for five years thinking that they would have Dame Lillard. Now they don't. I think the biggest winner here to me is Portland. Excuse me, is Milwaukee. Portland is a wait and see. And Phoenix basically took, let's take the high-end talent of Ayton and let's create that into three pieces to go around KD, Beal, and Booker, obviously, because they needed depth. Yeah, it's impossible to grade the trade because we don't know what the Blazers are going to get for Drew Holiday. But Correct. it's rare when we talk about team-to-team trades being a win-win. But it's even rare when we talk about a three-team deal being a win-win-win. But that's the situation right now. I mean, if you look at where the Blazers are at, I mean, they, they got better. Now, it's hard to say that when you lose a top-two player in your franchise's history – But Dane was never going to play for the Blazers this year anyway. He wanted out, and he was going to get out. We know when NBA players make a trade demand, it happens. Now, this is the caveat because Dame didn't get his preferred destination, but he still ended up in a really good spot with the team that's the overwhelming favorite to win the NBA title this upcoming season after not winning a playoff series the year before. Like So I think it's only happened four times in league history where a team coming into the season would be favored after not winning a playoff series before. So their odds move from plus 750 to now plus 375. So, I mean, that's really unbelievable that uh, the Bucks were able to pull this trade off. And, and shout out to their front office for not being discouraged by Aaron Gordon, the agent for Damian Lillard, saying that Dame was only going to play with Miami. They were stealth with this move. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a hint of this going on. There were people that thought that up until the trade was announced yesterday that Dame could potentially end up in Toronto. We heard about the Miami Heat all time long because Dame had let it be known that's where he wanted to go. And out of nowhere – 
the Milwaukee Bucks pull up and say, yeah, he's coming to play for us, and now we have two of the top ten players in the world going into the 2023-2024 season. We knew that this was going to happen when Portland elected to draft Scoot Henderson, and they doubled down on the fact that they were going in a younger direction. Mm -hmm. But when Damian Lillard made it known that he wanted out, there was such a fever pitch. And when he made it known he wanted to go to Miami, we all just kind of assumed because of what happens in the landscape of the NBA and players get to essentially elect where they want to go, that this was an inevitability. Excuse me. But to your point, Cece, I think it was amazing the way that Portland handled this. They didn't let the outside noise get to them. They stayed patient. They really surveyed all their options. There was a part of this where you wondered, are they going to give Dame what he wants because he's been so loyal to them and because you want to see him go to a place where he's going to have a chance to win? But on the flip side of that, you have to do what's best for your organization. They seemingly were able to execute both of those things with yeah, this deal. But I would tell you, I think it's way more likely that it's going to be a lose-lose-lose than a win-win-win. I don't see all three teams winning here. I mean, there's an argument already that Milwaukee downgraded from a standpoint of not overall player but defensively and what they're looking for. Milwaukee now has to employ Giannis to guard the best players on the other team, which he had not been doing previously. He did not guard Jimmy Butler. Like, if you're going to play against Miami, Jimmy Butler, Boston, Jason Tatum, slash Jalen Brown. If you're going to play against Philadelphia, if they have James Harden there on the wing, those are the players that Giannis now is going to have to guard, which he was not doing previously because Drew Holiday was doing that. Dame Lillard is an all-time great player. Everyone should want Dame Lillard on their team. But Milwaukee is now made up differently than they had been previously. And I'm not going to sit here and give Portland all the credit in the world. This is not some unbelievable return. This is not the Nets return for Kevin Durant. And I understand Kevin Durant is bigger and younger than Dame Lillard, so that a return should be more for Kevin Durant. But there is a chance that Portland absolutely botched this whole thing. There is a chance. Because DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant had no interest seemingly in playing with DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton has not lived up to the number one overall pick, nor the contracts. And if they don't get enough of return for Drew Holiday, they have one draft pick and two swaps. And if Milwaukee is the organization that I think they're going to be, and I understand part of this is is assuming that Milwaukee long-term will be worse than Miami because of Miami's track record versus Milwaukee's minus Giannis, I don't believe that Milwaukee's going to be bad. I think that Milwaukee's going to keep Giannis. I think they're a good organization, and I don't think any of these picks are going to hit necessarily. Well, we see this completely differently because of all the three teams that were involved in the trade, I think overwhelmingly Milwaukee is the one that has the most risk in all of this because this is a one-year proposition in terms of being able to make it work with Lillard and Giannis. And if it doesn't work this season, what's to preclude Giannis from forcing his way out going into the final season of his contract? Right now he's got two years left remaining on his deal and a player option for a third. It's guaranteed that he's not going to opt into that. So if they don't get to where Giannis wants them to go, if Damian Lillard can't stay healthy, which he's had a hard time doing over the last two years, then there could be a situation where this blows up in Milwaukee's face. Now, as far as what the Blazers got in return, DeAndre Ayton wasn't a fit in terms of how Devin Booker and Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant were going to play, but it feels like he could be more of a fit in Portland based on how they've structured their team. They're guard-centrics. They got Scoot Henderson. They got your boy Anthony Simons. They've got a lot of guys in the backcourt that could be difference-makers, and I think they could utilize the front-line size and athleticism. And beyond that, Aiton just fits the timeline of what Portland is trying to do. Aiton is only 25 years old. It feels like he's been around forever, but he's 25 years old. So it's much more in line in terms of where his prime lines up with the young talent that they've now added onto this team. So, again, I think the risk is on the Buck side. Dame Lillard, the last two seasons, has played in 87 of a possible 164 games, and he's got four years, $215 million left on his contract. What happens if Giannis decides he wants out next summer? They trade him. 
And they trade Dame. I'm saying they trade Dame. They don't trade Giannis. And Giannis, you know, they're not if Giannis wants out, Giannis is going to get traded. Understood. But what the what the interesting thing about that is, I, this is why I don't think there's any risk because I think it's the exact same situation because they were going to have to give Drew Holiday an extension anyway in February if he was going to stay there long term. So if Giannis was going to potentially be in the mix or not want to be in the mix, they were going to move off of Middleton, they were going to move off of Lopez, and they were going to move off of Holiday and probably restart this thing. And Milwaukee, unlike Portland, will not operate in spite. I truly believe that part of Portland's mission here was to guarantee that Miami would not get Dame Lillard. Of course you do. No, and hold on. And save face. Because you can't, if you're Dame Lillard, I know you wanted to be in Miami. You cannot complain about playing with Giannis. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. But how does this trade affect the rest of the league? We will discuss that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app, all of our great stations across the country. Shout out to Adrian Wojnarowski, as always, breaking the story first, had it first, had all the details first, as he always does. So shout out to Woj, who is awesome, and giving us all the information, as always. The trickle-down of this move is massive around the league, because... We're going to look at this, and we're going to talk about Dame and Giannis and that combo and how great that is. Don't forget Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, how good they are. They do have a rookie coach and Adrian Griffin now. That way may be the one counter to, oh, the Bucks are going to be great. Well, they do have a rookie coach. Now, a counter to the counter? Think about <laughs> Yes, CeCe. Here's what it is. He's got every argument it's, in the line. No, right? it's weird. It's weird because in your sport that you played, the concept of a rookie head coach winning it all in year one feels ridiculous to even throw out yeah. there, right? So 2015, Steve Kerr, rookie coach, won it all. 2016, Ty Lue, rookie coach, won it all. 2019, Nick Nurse, rookie coach, won it all. That's Warriors, Cavs, Raptors, back to, uh, in those three years there. So it's an interesting thing that we have in the NBA. It's not crazy to think a rookie coach could win it all in Adrian Griffin, and they have to win it all this year. This is a championship <laughs> or bust year. They do. You don't think they have to win? No, it all? I'm just laughing at the scenario because he throws out uh, a situation where two of the top, two of the three teams that won it all had top ten players on them with LeBron and Steph Curry. So, I, what about I mean, Giannis? Well, I think Giannis has an opportunity to break into the top ten, but he's going to have to finish the drill. You with, don't think he's a top ten player? Oh, wait, are you saying now or of all time? I'm talking time? about all time. Oh, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm talking about all time. Yeah. Did I not say all time? Did he miss? No, the no, player? I was just making sure okay, that you, yeah, that's no, what you meant. Top ten player of all time. Got it. Understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Giannis has a chance to break into that, and Giannis has a chance to pass Kevin Durant when we start talking about active players and where they Ooh. are in the pecking order uh, of greatest players of all time. Yeah, I, I think Giannis does, 
but he's got to finish the drill. Now that you have Damian Lillard, an, M- an all-NBA caliber guard, a guy that averaged over, what, 30 points a game yes- last year? I think 32 points a game, mm-hmm. and he was top 10 in assists. If you, ha- if you have that kind of firepower, you've got to find a way to be able to get it done. And this Milwaukee Bucks front office, credit to them, because they have the requisite pieces that it takes. They got Jay Crowder. They got Malik Beasley. They have Bobby Porters. They were able to retain Brooke Lopez. They extended Chris Middleton. You have all of the other ancillary pieces that you need to win a title. Now it comes down to your two best players being able to take you home. The biggest concern that I have is health. That's what derailed the Bucks last year with Giannis in the back in the first round of the playoffs against the Heat. And I feel like that's the only thing that could derail them this year because it's hard to trust what you're going to get from Damian Lillard season to season because he is in his age 33 years. So, again, I like the move. I think they got better on paper. But the games aren't played on paper. They're played in real life. And that's where I, I take a wait-and-see approach. And when you, when you factor in a rookie head coach and the amount of pressure he's going to be under to make this thing work immediately, mm-hmm. given the stakes and given Giannis potentially leaving, that's the scary part of this transaction. But, again, what was the Bucks' choice based on what Giannis had said earlier this offseason? And I absolutely love that they're going for it. I love that they're taking a big swing here and adding Damian Lillard to the mix. They know that the clock is ticking with Giannis. They have a finite amount of time to continue winning, and they're really going for it. But we've seen superstars in the NBA pair up a lot, and it doesn't always work out. I hope that it does. I think it would be so fun to see if both of them gel together and it, and it ends up being great, but it's not a guarantee. So, 100%. Let's talk about a couple of other pieces that, that fall out as a result of this. One is this Drew Holiday situation. So, why would we make a big deal about Drew Holiday? He's not Dame Lillard. Correct. He's not. But Portland acquired a guy in Drew Holiday not to keep him and play him. They acquired him to increase the assets that they could potentially get in return for the long term. And Drew Holiday is not a better player than Dame Lillard, but may have more teams in on the bidding than Dame Lillard because he's younger, he can play multiple positions, he can fit on any team because of his defensive prowess, and he's cheaper, right? So, and he's, you know, they're gonna have to extend him. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> well, at some point, it's still gonna be extended for less than what Dame is, but all of the teams that you saw in the Dame Lillard sweepstakes, Miami, Philadelphia, Boston, are all going to be in on it. And Brian Winhorst, and we're going to have him on later, talked about it uh, in the Hoop Collective, his podcast with Tim Bontemps and Tim McMahon. You can get that on the ESPN app. They're throwing out teams, not reporting, but could you see them making an offer? The Knicks they put in there. The New Orleans Pelicans, his former team. And this one is the juiciest of them all, the Warriors. Mm. Because the Warriors have an expiring contract in Chris Paul. They have potentially the ability to trade if they want Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, young players who would fit. CC talked about the DeAndre Ayton timeline with Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simons. Well, Moody and Kaminga would certainly fit that. Can you imagine all of a sudden Drew Holiday ends up on the Warriors? It's not crazy to think. That would change. As you as a Laker fan, you don't want to see that one happening. No, I don't want to see that one happening. I'm just thinking about the machinations that the Lakers could potentially present in a trade offer to the, 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 the Trailblazers. And, the biggest problem is they signed all of those guys to extensions that you would include in a trade so you wouldn't be able to move them until after December. And it feels like Drew Holiday is going to be long gone by that point. So, yeah, that that's a situation that does concern me as a Lakers fan. But, yeah, Drew Holiday is going to make any title contender that much better because he is one of the best defensive point guards in all the NBA and in his playmaking ability. He, he doesn't bring to the table the the, the perimeter game, the, the outside shooting that you would want 
uh, in today's game, but he's a he's a capable guy. He can get you buckets, he can distribute, and he can defend. That has a lot of value, especially for a team that's looking for that third piece in order to win a title. Uh, a team I threw out to Ev before the show started, the Boston Celtics. Mm. Now I don't Would know amazing. Ex- I don't know amazing. exactly what the Boston Celtics have to give up, but adding Drew Holiday to your boy Jay- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and then Kristaps Porzingis. That would be an outstanding team that could potentially contend with the Milwaukee Bucks for Eastern Conference supremacy. So when I look at the East based on this tree, this trade, it's a two-team race. It's the Bucks, it's the Celtics, draw a line, then everybody else. I think that's what this trade means in terms of the Eastern Conference and what we can expect this upcoming season. So no Miami Heat for you because no Ev- Evan said, as you heard in the return, Did to bet on the Heat because he thinks yeah. they're actually going to find right. a way and be, be yeah. better. So Evan, Like they always do, Smalls. Like they always do. See, this is the problem. Did the Heat have a bad day yesterday? Absolutely. Did they get all of their fans up and excited about the possibility of acquiring Dame Lillard because his agent Aaron Goodwin said that that's where he wanted to go? Absolutely. Does it feel like a letdown, i.e. Knicks fans back in the day when they thought, hey, we're going to have KD, we're going to have Zion. You didn't have any of them, right? You didn't even they thought they close. were going to get LeBron. Right, LeBron, everybody. <laughs> so it feels like a letdown. But we're talking about a franchise that always finds a way. Do you want to throw egg on their face today? Fine. You want to stomp on them while they're down? Fine. Amber Wilson and I will sit, sit here on ESPN Radio all day and defend the honor of the Godfather in Pat Riley. Because what happens is they find themselves playing in June. And everybody else can talk about playing in June. They play in June. So you want to write them off, Smalls? Fine. You want to write them off, CC? Fine. There's no way in hell that Portland's going to deal with but them. They but, hate but, them. But, they're but, not going to get but, Drew. But, They'll be in June. But the point is, they're not close. They we weren't saw, close last we saw, year. We, they saw, made that, it to the we saw that in the fight. I understand they made it to the finals, but if Giannis doesn't hurt his back in round one, we could be talking about a different situation. Again, they've had a lot of things break their way. I'll give them credit. They create their own luck, but it feels like luck has run out with the Jimmy Butler, Bam out of bio iteration of the Miami Heat. It feels like— They were in the finals last year. They were in the finals last year because of Giannis having a back injury in the first round. Okay, but they also— That wasn't Giannis out there playing. I get it, but they also beat the Celtics, who you probably picked, I'm sure, to beat the Heat, as did everyone else. the Celtics kind of beat themselves in a lot of ways. Exactly. Well, but the Heat lead to that. I'm not discounting what the Heat did, but they didn't get the Celtics. I'm not discounting, but the Celtics got significantly better. The Milwaukee Bucks got significantly better. Maybe. The odds of both of those teams going off the rails this year so it can create a clear path for Miami to get to the finals again— more likely, probably not going to happen. Most, I, more, most likely, not going to happen. Outside of just heat culture and Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley, what tangibly are you seeing from the personnel on the team that allows you to believe that they're going to be there in June? Well, I do think they actually upgraded their roster from this time last year to now. But what, here's what I'm saying. I'll just do a big picture like Please this. Please do, because yeah. I'm, I'm missing it. Okay. <laughs> I will equate it to Mike Tomlin in an odd way. Every year, everyone says about Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, Nah, they're not going to be. Kenny Pickett, he wears the gloves. He can't throw the ball. He's not that good. And they always find a way to have a winning record, find their way ultimately into the playoffs. What I'm saying to you is Miami's season last year was horrible. They actually were terrible during the regular season. It was one of the least enjoyable years I can remember as a fan watching my team. Yeah, they weren't great. Yeah, and they made it to the finals. So my point is they are a slight bit better this time last year, or now than they were this time last year, as I'm knocking my papers over. Yeah. And, and... I believe they are still going to find a way to. But, but my point is, how long does this window have with Miami? Jimmy You're Butler right. is thirty-four You're years right. old. They should have made. They're a not deal. good enough to win a title. You're right. They're not good enough to beat whoever comes out of the way. And they should have not. Done it. They should have not made close. A deal. You're right. Everything so even if they saying. get to the, they're not close. I don't think they're going to get to the finals, but they're not close. 
They're, they don't have the talent that the Boston Celtics do. They don't have the talent that the Milwaukee Bucks do. The Miami Heat are not close. The Dame Lillard trade would put them on par with all of those teams, but they didn't get him. You, everything you're saying is fair, but they didn't have the so talent. So what's the last point? Because it's not, we've what seen you want, it the other you want, way. You want a participation trophy? Oh, we got close? No, but we've I'm been saying. In, we've been in two finals over the last four years? Great. That's better and than you, a lot of other teams. you lost in five and you lost in six. You're not close. And, Cece, <laughs> the point that I'm making is we have this roster it's here in Miami. It's a ridiculous point. That, you're, no, ma- you're making a ridiculous they're point. They're not done. <sighs> I believe in them. Is yesterday a bad day for them? Yes. Should they have probably pulled the trigger on a Dame deal? Yes. But I trust Pat Riley. Okay, can I just give you another example and encourage you to proceed with caution with your heart and your mind, Evan? (laughs) You use the Pittsburgh Steelers as an example because historically Mike Tomlin finds a way, right? You know who else historically finds a way? The St. Louis Cardinals, the team that I have followed for a very long time. You look at the Cardinals and you say they always find a way to sneak in. It doesn't matter if they're ten and a half games out. It doesn't matter if everybody's injured. The stupid Cardinals find a way in. Yeah, Albert Pujols is gone. Yeah, Yadier Molina is gone. They still have Nolan Arenado and they have Paul Goldschmidt. doesn't matter if they didn't upgrade the pitching. They're still the favorites to win the NL Central. And guess what? Time is up. At some point... The Cardinal way or heat culture, time is up. The Cardinals are going to be watching the playoffs at home with me eating snacks on the couch. Uh, so you can't just throw out the fact that they have Pat Riley and they have heat culture and that historically they've found a way. Because at some point, that carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin if they don't get the personnel. Snacks on the couch. He's beginning to be eating kale chips, not like the snacks CC. That's I a eat. great point. That's yeah, a great point. Snacks. I don't know if I don't know if gonna your snacks when we're watching the game. We no. will go to the center of the snacker. sports universe <laughs> coming up. We're going to Wisconsin. Somehow Bagels that has now become the center of the Bagels sports universe. Next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Wisconsin has become the center of the sports world right now. If you think about it, yeah. look at CeCe's just looking at himself. Oh, no, he's looking at somebody else today while he's dancing. <laughs> Betty, Betty, was coming. Like, wow, Betty came to the window dancing. of the control room, and you know she was messing with me earlier because I was singing. She didn't appreciate I was singing earlier she today. She thinks I can sing, but yeah. she thought that I was I was sandbagging a little bit. What song were you singing again? I was uh, My Boo by Ghost Town DJs. Very good. So, so Deaf. Remember when there was that, yeah, yeah. Remember there was that big dance, the viral craze with that dance for, uh, 
a couple of years ago. Oh, it was. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, Evan. What did it look like? The dance. Uh, uh, the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wisconsin is the center of the sports universe right now. Think about what's going on there. The Packers and Lions play tonight. Of course, Thursday night football. The Brewers just won the NL Central, and yesterday, Dave Miller is acquired by the Milwaukee Bucks. Jen Latta, of course, hosts Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, ESPN Milwaukee. She's on College Game Day on ESPN, of course, with the um, Duke-Notre Dame game, the obvious game that we all thought would be game day this weekend. And, of course, she went to a Taylor Swift concert with my wife and daughter, which is maybe the most (laughs) important thing in all of this. Jen, when it's all said and done, and she joins us now, when it's all said and done, is it weird to think that Giannis Antetokounmpo may have more titles in your states than both Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? Hmm. Is it all said when it's all said and done? Let me think. Um, Two no, versus I don't think one. It's weird because yeah, no, I don't think it's weird because Giannis is a generational talent, and as good as Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers are, so many things have to go right for a football team to win a Super Bowl. I think there's so many more people on the field at once that you need. You know, like people still talk about some of the blunders that have happened when Aaron Rodgers was under center on the other side of the football for the Green Bay Packers and why they haven't won titles and didn't get to the Super Bowl. So it just feels like Giannis has so much more control over getting the team to the NBA Finals and getting to another title. And, of course, you add Dame Lillard. And you know, I think a lot of people here are sad and, and working through their emotions of Drew Holiday, just a one-of-one human being leaving Wisconsin. But this does feel like a game-changer for this team. Jen, so happy to have you on the show and chat with you. Thanks for joining us. Um, when we thought about Dame Lillard, we obviously connected him to the Heat. There were other teams that were thrown in the mix. Not a lot of people talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. So take us through your reaction and the reaction of Bucks fans when you heard about the news. Well, it's crazy because you had heard whispers and sort of like maybe this could happen, but it just didn't seem like something that the Bucks would be able to pull the trigger on. And so especially when you thought that he would go to Miami. And, of course, the Bucks have had a tough time with Miami over the last few years, right? And so it was like, oh, well, they're just going to get stronger and the Bucks will have to figure out a way. But then you take a step back and think about how Giannis has been saying publicly several times now that the ownership and that the front office needed to keep showing that they were as invested as he is in getting another title, in winning in Milwaukee. And then it was like, if they don't do something, maybe then he can use that as incentive to leave. So to me, this is all about them keeping Giannis in Milwaukee. It was like, you want us to go do something? You want us to bolster the roster? You want us to show that we are a title contender year in and year out? We'll go get a player that you have been vocal about thinking can make you better and can make the team better. So that, to me, is what this was. Jen, that being said, given the stakes and the consequences of the decision that Giannis has to make in summer of 2024, is it championship or bust for the Bucks this season? I think it's championship or bust for the Bucks, regardless of if they get Dame Lillard wow. because of what Giannis has said. You know, the new ownership thing, I think, is such an interesting variable for the Milwaukee Bucks because, you know, the Haslams haven't had a ton of success. And let's just look specifically at the NFL, right? And so you bring a new owner in, and I'm sure Giannis is going, do you care about winning or do you care about padding your pockets and making money? And so Giannis is saying, okay, you're going to go out, you're going to spend the money. Obviously the Bucks have been, uh, you know, have, have put themselves in the repeater tax, and, and that means that they are willing to spend the money. I think this is a message to them to say, don't just be satisfied with the status quo 
I'm not getting any younger. The guys around me aren't getting any younger. We expect to win another title, and I think that this makes Giannis feel more confident that the ownership is in lockstep with him in that space. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, and of course we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Talk with John Lada, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, ESPN Milwaukee, and of course ESPN's College Game Day on Saturdays. Let's uh, transition over to the NFL a little bit with the Packers playing tonight against the Lions here. Championship or bust for the Bucks. Is it a division or bust tonight? If the Packers win this game, can they start thinking about winning the NFC North? Oh, for sure. Obviously, this you know the two top teams in the division, this will go a long way to say which is the best team. And I think that I never really thought you'd say the Packers division rivals. <laughs> the Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Lions, Lions, right? Yeah. For years, it was... The Bears, obviously, and then, of course, the Vikings have had something to say about that recently. But, but I love the position that the Packers are in now. Look, so much fatigue for the drama and the will or won't he that we went through with Aaron Rodgers for years. So this feels like a fresh start. And I feel like that's why people are giving this team a longer leash and are pleasantly surprised that they find themselves four weeks into the season atop the division with a potential to have sole possession of the division lead after tonight's game. Um, it's just been a more enjoyable team to watch. You can argue that like they lost a game they should have won against the Atlanta Falcons. They won a game they should have lost against New Orleans Saints. But that's why we watch sports, man, because you don't know what's going to happen. I actually prefer sitting on the edge of my seat, biting my nails, wondering if they're going to pull it out than – Ho-hum, another victory. How fun. So I'm actually having so much fun watching this team. Jen, I mean, at the heart of that 17-point comeback on Sunday was Jordan Love. I mean, outstanding playmaking down the stretch in that game in the fourth quarter. The back shoulder throw to Romeo Dobbs was just outstanding. But overall, this guy is top 10 in QBR. He's top five in touchdown passes through three weeks. The Packers are third, they're fifth in third down conversion percentage, second in red zone efficiency. What are the early reviews from the fan perspective on Jordan Love, knowing that he's replacing a legend in Aaron Rodgers? The fans think he has incredible poise. Like you're watching him in some of those moments where, you know, the, the noise gets turned up really loud and you have tunnel vision and you're trying to figure like, can this kid handle the pressure of this situation? And so The players in the locker room talk about how he is so calm and collected, even in those pressurized moments. And the fans can see it. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Those are all sports cliches, but it does feel like the other stuff can come. The questions about his down-the-field accuracy, you know, uh, can he push the ball downfield? Will he be able to handle, you know, some of the bigger moments as the season goes on? We'll get those answered as the season goes on. But right now, I think you have to be so excited about his ability to handle the moment and none better than the way that he was able to handle the comeback victory against the Saints last year. So it's about stacking success, CeCe. It's about last week we did this well, this week we'll do this well, next week we'll do this well. You know, it feels a little like you're handling a child, right? Like I was talking about how I'm teaching my five-year-old daughter to ride her bike and how she's like, I don't want to fall. And I was like, well, you're going to. You're going to fall. And that's how it's going to be with this Packers team because they're so young. You're going to fall, but in the end, it does feel like we're going to be watching this Packers team cruising down the street with those little uh, pom-poms flying in the background on their banana seat. I still ride a bike like that, actually. Great analogy, Jen. I love that. All right, let's swing it back to the Bucks to wrap things up. Jen, yesterday our guy Evan Cohen here, noted Miami Heat fan, actually busted out a Udonis Haslam jersey here on the show. He was so confident that the Heat were going to land Damian Lillard that he wore a Heat jersey on the show. So a uh, quick yes or no from you, Jen. Did Evan jinx the Heat? 
Ooh, um, potentially. <laughs> um, I actually, it's so weird um, being in Wisconsin. If I had to pick a team that I want to see have success, it is always the heat for me besides the Bucks because of Jimmy Butler. Because I went to Marquette and Jimmy Butler went to Marquette, and I love seeing him have success in the league. But I was very disappointed mom yesterday when he went on social and was like, Oh, you got to check about the Bucks for tampering, oh, guys. He's joking. Stop, Jen. Come on. He's joking. What, 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 what you know we better doing? than anybody. He's a troll. That? He's a troll. Okay. He loves okay, that, Jen. Here in Wisconsin, here in Wisconsin, people get very triggered by that because the Bucks literally have been one of the teams, Evan, that got busted for tampering. Like, I thought that the understanding was that everybody sort of tampered, right? Like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, come and play with me next year. So, Jimmy. Going on social and be like, oh, man, you better check those bucks for tampering. People around here got very uncomfortable. Yeah, I know there's, like, so many real things to talk about in Wisconsin with Jen, but all I want to know is if you're in or out on Swift and Travis Kelsey because you're a noted Swifty. Just very quickly, 30 seconds or less, in or out? Very in. Although, remember that story about Travis Kelsey, guys, where he, like, couldn't make the grades at Cincinnati and his brother had to go in and be like, hey, give him another shot. Like, I'm really hopeful that that doesn't, like, keep him from a long future with Taylor Swift. Like, I hope that that is in his past, right? And he's not carrying that narrative around anymore. Jen, thank you as always. Jen Latta, ESPN Milwaukee. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And, of course, she will be on College Game Day coming up this weekend. All right, uh, two and one. They're the Packers right now. Could they be playing for the division tonight? Have their expectations changed? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Series XM 80, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app. 
and all of our great ESPN stations across the country, like 94.5 in Milwaukee, where Jen Latta just joined us from. If you missed any of that, you can listen back on the ESPN app to our podcast. Tonight, Thursday Night Football, guys, Packers-Lions. It is really weird to think that this is a showdown kind of game. Right? I mean, the Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions starting week four tonight are both two and one on the season. Green Bay obviously loses Rodgers. You think they're going to take a major hit. Jordan Love looks like potentially another one that they're going to have. And what I mean by that is they've had how many years in a row? What, 30 years 30 in a years, row? Yeah. Basically, 30 years in a row of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback play. In no way, shape, or form are I, any of the three of us saying that Jordan Love's a Hall of Famer. Mm. But if you said he's a Pro Bowl caliber player, well, that's certainly believable. Isn't it funny how an organization like the Packers can get it right and that quarterback baton just keeps getting passed? And then organizations like the Jets or the Browns just cannot seemingly get it right. And, well, or the I Bears. I think there's an answer to that. I think the answer is the Packers have historically drafted and acquired quarterbacks when they want them and not when they need them. And if you draft a quarterback when you need them, they are probably going to place too soon with no training. The Packers saying, hey, two, three, four years from now, we may need you to be somebody for us. So we're going to put you basically in training now for another few years. It's why, by the way, I thought the Detroit Lions should have used a first round pick on a quarterback this year because they wouldn't have had that guy having to play. Jared Goff is way good enough to play. But CC, I mean, are you going as far as to say that the winner of tonight's game is going to win the division? Yeah, I think the division is on the line right now. It's a bigger game, or it feels like a bigger game for the Packers because they're at home, right? I mean, Jordan Love, this is three years into three games into his first year as a starting quarterback for them. There's a lot of show and prove there, and this is a team that's struggling to find an identity. Now, the comeback win against the New Orleans Saints is a moment, and those types of things can instill confidence in a locker room that they can compete and win against anybody. But you have to follow that up in a short week with being able to prepare for a team like the Detroit Lions that has a lot of offensive power, firepower and can match points with damn near anybody in the league. So I think this is a big test for both squads. We'll find out a lot about both teams. And, and I think the winner of this game, we have to firmly entrench with all the other contenders in the NFC because they'll be the front runner to win the NFC North. This feels like a game that should matter more to the Lions than the Packers. And maybe that's because of the expectations that we had for both teams heading into the season. A lot of people thought that the Packers would be in the basement of this division because yep. Jordan Love was such an unknown commodity. The Lions went in as the heavy favorites. They beat the Chiefs to open the season. The Lions have to beat the Packers tonight. This is one of those things that if you're a Lions fan, the Packers have made your life miserable in this division for a long time. And to me, it feels like if you're the Lions, this is a chance for you to prove that we're not the same old Lions, that the Packers are not going to rule the roost in the NFC North and that they are a team that is actually legitimate. Cece, I want to ask you a, a deep X's and O's question on this. Hopefully you can <laughs> no, no, right. I, I, hopefully you can explain what I'm thinking here. Aaron Rodgers has a specific way of throwing the football. When you watch Jordan Love, it clearly looks like he's watched him for the last three years throw the football and they throw a certain way that doesn't look like other quarterbacks Am I right in what I'm saying? And like, what what is that exactly? There's just a, a motion in which they go about it that I don't think other quarterbacks have. Well, I think he's got a tight, efficient motion, and it's an over top delivery. I, I think Aaron Rodgers over the years has been a little bit lax with his fundamentals, but with Jordan Love, it's clear that Matt Lafleur is ingraining in him 
making sure that this guy stays fundamentally sound when he's throwing the football. Now, sometimes it can get out of whack. We saw the flea flicker that they ran on the first drive. It was a disastrous play to running back. One hopped the ball to Jordan Love. Then he slips when he tries to throw it downfield. He's completely off target. But I think you see moments like that come up, but it's clear that that's something that's on his mind. But I think it gets to the next level when it comes to quarterback play when Jordan Love doesn't have to think about that. And and so I think that that kind of comfort only comes with time. But based on what we've seen through the first three weeks, there's a lot to like about what Jordan Love is bringing to the table. And now that the team is seeing that they can win with that, there's this belief that this team can actually compete and win the NFC North. Now, again, we know how last year ended for Green Bay on Lambeau Field against the Detroit Lions. So there's a little bit of an element of trying to exercise those demons. But yeah, based on what the talent level is on this Packers team, they should be out of eye with the Detroit Lions. The only reason we're giving the Lions the benefit of the doubt is because of the quarterback, Jared Goff, and his experience you know, far outweighing what, jo- what Jordan Love is bringing to the table. And Jordan Love doesn't have that experience, obviously, but I thought Jen Latta brought up a great point. His poise has been really remarkable to me. The moment does not seem too big for him. We saw it in the comeback last this past weekend. But there was so much pressure on him heading into this season, so many eyes on him after Aaron Rodgers is gone and it's officially his team. And he doesn't seem to be nervous at all. He really seems to exude a lot of confidence. Well, here's the thing I will say about pressure. Now, I get it. There was a, a low bar to clear for him because the expectation weren't that high but as you keep stacking wins they're going to be higher expectations and the Mm -hmm. thing that turns it up a little bit more is the fact that the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings are out of it this is a two-team race for this division already and and the team that that, that's rolling into your home field on a short week is going to be your head-to-head competition you better damn well find a way to win this game and that's why I say it feels like a bigger game for the Green Bay Packers than it does the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and I think we got to give Jared Goff credit. You know, he was written off mm-hmm. after the trade with the with the Rams and the Lions. If you think about that, that was the Lions or the Rams giving up a first to acquire Stafford and, and a, a first one to get, to get rid of, get of Goff, 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 Goff's yeah. contract. And now you could get a one probably in return for him if you're going to trade him. Well, here's the thing with Jared Goff. I think he's a passenger. He's not a bus driver. He can utilize the pieces around him. We learned that with Sean McVay and the Rams. I, I just want to see this guy be a force multiplier. That's not something that we've been able to associate with Jared Goff. Dame is a buck. We'll get to that next. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.